All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast, The Takedown. I'm your host, Nick Reiner, and with me today, I actually have a very good friend of mine who uh, went to school together, shared a lot of uh, same interest and passion, and I'm very excited to have him on the show, Dr. Greg Barnes. How are you, sir? I'm doing so great, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I got to tell you that I was so looking forward to doing this, man. I'm like, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about this. Me too, dude. And what's, what's really cool, guys out there that are listening, guys and gals, uh, Greg and I, like I said, we went to school together and, um, you know, after graduating and, you know, he gets, he gets his life going, I get my life going. And um, what I want to do before we start talking shop, I guess, in healthcare, whatever else we want to talk about, Greg, if you wouldn't mind kind of letting everybody know more or less, you know, your story, what, you know, what led you to do what you do? Because I know you're doing some big things, man. So could you, could yeah, you cool. out everybody? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, the journey that from my gathering, the majority of your listeners are, are going to be on uh, a continuum, you know, of the, of the sort of the, the same kind of idea, ideology of, of what really healthcare um, can be, should be, all that good stuff is, um, it, it really, it's kind of one of those things where I think most of us in, in my connections is we sort of come across this way of thinking, this way of life. Um, you know, via personal experience. And that was for me. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, am a chiropractor first by, uh, by, by profession and, you know, do all kinds of things, you know, in and along and within and on, on top of and all with that. But, you know, I was, I was helped by a chiropractor from a young age, um, you know, fixed a neck issue from a sports issue, but ultimately was the catalyst in helping me um, overcome really chronic debilitating allergies. And, uh, it was when that happened, I said, sign me up and, and all that. And, um, I, you know, I remember vividly at one point I went to the university of Minnesota, uh, twin cities, and, um, it's a big, big, big medical school. Um, and, uh, I really, for a strong kind of got sick, sucked into the idea of wanting to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. And when I think about my life now and, you know, not, some people thrive off of that model. But when I think about what kind of life they have to live, I'm like, man, am I so lucky that I got turned away from that or turned onto this, however you want to look at it, you know, cause I know doing what I do now, I just like, I'd be miserable doing that, that other kind of stuff as cool as it is. And I, I have right. huge respect for what they can do, obviously. So, but yeah, I, I remember, man, the days of uh, us, you know, sitting in, in living rooms and uh, sharing visions and dreams and, uh, this is kind of in a way really like you kind of introduced this is super surreal man it's good it's like a little reunion you know it is a reunion that's a good way of putting it yeah i, that's a good I don't way of think that, it. that i've i have seen you like you know face outside of this right now right I mean, it's, right it's been probably since school i imagine man yeah yeah pretty much or, there might have been a few seminars here and yeah. there but they would have been a long time ago yep. yeah well you know what's interesting too greg and i think that uh because I had mentioned to you when we were off air here, I was, I was telling uh, Greg, Dr. Barnes here that, you know, I had, I had been on a few podcasts and typically people will ask me, you know, what led me to do what, what we do. And, you know, my, my story is very similar, except, you know, mine's with, you know, my mother had her, had her journey with things. And, you know, I always say the guy that she wound up yep. seeing was happened to be an MDDC and, and, you know, working with my mother, he ended up helping her and, and doing great things but it, what worked for her was the lifestyle, not the medicine. You know what I mean? That's, that's what really worked for her. So for, for, right. for, you know, for me too, it just seems like, you know, for you and your life, it worked for you. I know you well, you're a passionate guy and you're great at what you do. But I think that, you know, like you mentioned, it, I'm, I feel like it's a, it's a blessing living, living where we live in the United States that we have the, crisis care model that we do i think i don't know the last time that i looked what the statistics are maybe you know you know we're like top three countries in the world for for emergency care if i'm not mistaken you know do very yep. well with that we yep. have great technology but i we we do pretty lousy with healthcare. you know so yeah i think that you know what you're speaking to is kind of kind of being the solution right so you recognize yeah. that there's a problem with healthcare, and listen whether that means that people are getting lousy advice or they're, or they're not, or they're getting good advice and not taking it either way, yeah. we recognize there's a problem and something has to be done about it. So I think that, well, tell us a little bit about practice, kind of, you know, what you're doing, like yeah. integration and stuff like that, just so people get a good idea. 
Yeah, I mean, um, we, you know, we obviously see, we see patients, uh, you know, from a chiropractic, chiropractic standpoint, and, and, and in my opinion, do it at a very, very, very high level. I mean, we are, we are really good at what the results that we get. We have people that drive from a long ways for that. But, you know, for me, um, I was into nutrition just in general pretty early on. Like that was already kind of always, uh, I would call it at a basic level. Um, not traditional in a sense that like I was telling people to eat low fat, low calorie, like kind of what mainstream nutrition is, but it was definitely a part, you know, right away, low carb, uh, you know, emphasizing quality, things like that. Um, but they're, they're really, and I, and I, I almost hate the word functional medicine. I think you're probably with me on that. It's like, I, I use it for context because most people have heard of that, but you know, when I started getting more referrals and as we more became a known as a solution for things that let's say traditional medicine could not come. I started getting cases where I'm like, Holy mother, like, yeah, yeah, this person needs to be adjusted, but they need way more than that. And I really got, you know, it, it's like a rabbit hole, man. It's like right. you, you, you know, you run like your first salivary hormone panel test because you think, Right. And you're like, next thing you know, you're like, oh God, now what do I do? Right. right. When this thing comes back off. And so <laughs> it, it became, it became this like level of like excitement and passion and, um, you know, realizing that the human body is so, I don't know. I, I love the word like majestic. Yeah. And when you just have a person that has issues going on and it's not that you're adding taking away but it's like you're just restoring it back to that default programming which is for it to heal that that clinical feeling becomes like insanely addictive right in a sense that like man like i just i can't wait to learn another thing so i can maybe at some point find one person in my career that that thing that I learned on that one thing, like was the re I learned that for that one person. Right. And um, so it's really been escalated to another level recently here. Things with the clinic have become more sustainable without my constant attention to it. So, you know, getting into the regenerative medicine, um, you know, process and, uh, you know, beginning to really, really, and actually, man, I, I got to tell you, um, it is your podcast. So I think it's fair to stroke your ego, but I, I have, I've learned a lot from just hearing your sort of like ranting tweets and like <laughs> making me, making me think about things. And I'm like, you know what? And then, and then kind of seeing who you retweet and, and like following those people. Um, and, and, and that's really opened up a whole, you know, new game for me. I mean, like, like, for example, uh, you've been on a rant about the sun, you know, lately. And it's like, I always knew the sun was important. I'm not afraid of the sun, but it's like, holy cow. Like, especially with where we were at in the world right now with people like being indoors and afraid of their own shadow, afraid that their shadow is going to give them COVID. Right. 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 I'm like, how much more are we hiding from the, the life sustaining energy in our, you know, galaxy. Right. Right. And, And just like, it's almost like, like a lot of the things that, you know, you used to say, and I know I say these to my patients too, I'm just, you know, that you say that it's like, it's, it's like, duh, like, of course, but at the same time, it's like, duh, almost it's also like, duh, like, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't done that in a while or thought about it in that, in that context. Right. And I think it's that. So anyways, I, what I'm trying to say is that it's that thirst for man, learning and getting just better at your craft, right? And it's, it's just yeah. such a, it's such a good thing, you know, and it's such a good thing, no matter what you do, even if you're not in healthcare and you're listening to this, it's like, just always just try to get better at your craft because even if it doesn't mean more income or whatever, it's like, there's more self-satisfaction with it that nobody can ever take that away from you, right? They can't take away your knowledge, right? So um, they can keep taking away our freedoms, but they can't take away what we know about, you know, about life and happiness and joy and all that kind of thing. That's exactly right. Well, I appreciate the kind words, man. And I, I, I think that, you know, for, for me, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, there's lots of people that I follow on Twitter. I mean, everybody, I, you know, you can learn something from everybody. Anybody, but, absolutely. You know, um, and a lot of these, these, these guys and gals, it's, it's really, what's really cool for me with, you know, there's, I feel like there's a lot of detriment to, to uh, you know, technology. Um, yeah. There are some good things, of course, too. And I always tell people that, you know, you and I are sitting here 
you're 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 a little bit south of me you know you're in north carolina yeah. i'm you know i'm in i'm in pennsylvania and uh you know we can sit and have a conversation on a monday evening and and talk about this stuff so in that in that case you know technology is amazing but you know i think like you said it's just i mean what's really interesting is you could read i mean for example a lot of these uh like circadian guys i, I love these guys in these yeah, guys yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're so great and you read something that they tweet or they re they reference something a paper and you read it and you and it's like obviously that's not that doesn't mean you're going to be an expert in that area but yeah. but man you learn a lot and i think that it's yeah. like what you said about just being getting better at your craft listen man i don't know i and i'm saying this humbly and i don't know that this is just because of experience but I'm definitely a better doctor than now that I, than I was five years ago. And like I said, I don't know that, I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you, you work, I know the same, the same for you as well, but it's, and it's obviously you get better at your craft and what you're doing, but it's, it's learning. And I think it's growing. And I, and I say this all the time. I've learned more. Listen, you went through the same type of education that I did. School was valuable. You pass yeah. Oskies, you pass, you pass, you pass board, pass board. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I learn. I learn most from, from our, from our patients, man. You know what I mean? Totally. It's 100%. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. So, and I think that's a good thing too. There's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, if somebody asks you a question or saying that I don't know, you know, people, something every ask, day. Somebody asks me yeah. every day and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. And, you know, they'll, they'll have a comment. Like, don't you know everything? And I, of course, of course not. But, um, yeah, man. I, and I think that that's a good segue is, uh, you know, what I find most interesting on social media and by the way i'm only on twitter i mean i do have an instagram but i'm never there um but yeah. so what i what i find interesting is you have these camps right mm -hmm. you have uh nutrition camps you have the 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 guys like you know that are just you know the light guys and gals yep. the, the nutrition the fitness people the carnivore right the carnivore right yeah omnivore so what my question is why um and most people would agree with this there aren't too many people, or I should say, why aren't there, in your opinion, too many people talking about all of it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I mean, in my limited experience in, in being in social media and following, uh, like you said, some of these camps, I think, well, let me, let me put it this way. When I was, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but when I was like just a chiropractor, right, right. <clears throat> I got a lot of freaking people healthy doing just that. And so I don't want to say it's easier to not have your foot in multiple camps at the same time, but you know, that's maybe that is the simple answer. It's like, right. if you don't have to keep learning or trying new things it's like you can get in a routine and if the routine is producing results right like there's a certain level of mentality where i think like just be comfortable right you know yeah that's yeah, um, absolutely I, well, what, what know, do you think I'm sorry. no no I, I think you're spot on with that and I, I think that if let's let's use maybe um and i have conversations here i'll give you a perfect example i was talking to an endocrinologist a while back and this is a guy by the way he practices in down in, in Pittsburgh, right? So I'm, I'm my, my clinic's a little bit north of Pittsburgh. This guy was like right in the heart of Pittsburgh. And I, I mm -hmm. was talking to this guy, endocrinologist, like I said, and um, he actually, I was teaching a uh, seminar on thyroid, on thyroid health, and he came. So I asked a group of people, I always yeah. ask a group of people for a talk, are there any healthcare providers in here? Two people raised their hand. One, one lady, she was a nurse, and he raised his hand. He said, I'm an endocrinologist. Super cool, humble guy, right? Afterwards, we talked, and he said, listen, I agree with everything that you're saying. He said, I just don't think I can tell people that. And I said, you right. can't, what can't you tell them? And he <laughs> says, well, you know, this, this was a, like, he's, he, cause he said, you talked about nutrition, you talked about this and, and, and sleep and light. And, and, and um, I said, well, is it because you don't have enough time or you don't feel comfortable that you know enough to tell them that? And he says, I know, he said, no, no, I, I, I know a lot about what you talked about. And I said, well, then what gives basically, you know, what, what's the deal then? Yeah. I just don't think that people would listen. And see, I have that to me, like that mentality is like nails on a chalkboard in healthcare for me. Yeah. Like that is something that Agreed. I don't, I really, I rarely get triggered, but that type of thing. So in other words, it's like, I will not, 
give somebody recommendations, even though that they were going to be helpful, I'm going to withhold those recommendations simply because of a judgment that they think that yes. they're not going to follow through. And I feel like that's nuts, man. Um, it, no, so in another context, right, there, there's this book that I'm reading uh, called How to Raise Successful People. It's by Esther, Esther Wojcicki. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but she's got, and if you've read it, she's got three girls, daughters. One is the uh, CEO of YouTube. The other one is uh, like the chief professor of pediatrics at UC Berkeley. And then the third one started 23andMe, right? So just like, oh, wow. Eight cra crazy eight players, right? And so anyways, what she was talking about in this, uh, in this book, and I'm not all the way through it, but she's talking about, you know, raising children this way and how um, she's like, we, we forget that babies from like the minute they're born have the ability to send response and get stimuli, like they're training us, right? And so I think the point is, is that we, maybe because those doctors have been burned their first five patients that they had in residency didn't do a word that they said i, I and again we, we can only assume right right so because of that then you shortchange the rest of the human race in that like they're never going to follow through on recommendations versus the easy just like take this pill it's like we really really discount the and, and i'll say this too right man if i had let's just face it, if, if you and I both had MD behind our names, and not that I'm really that interested, but you know that there would be a certain level of weight with some people, not everybody, with, right. with a large percentage of people that it would just, the recommendations would be that much more uh, adhered to, right? And so I think like really a lot of MDs um, underestimate really the, the, the sort of the cultural perception about how, you know, smart they are and how you know right. and how and you know what i mean and 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 how um just honored they are i guess is maybe the best way of saying it. it's less than what it used to be for sure but it's it's not gone away and so they it's need to be more to bold that. yeah yeah they need to be more bold right i mean boldness is is i don't care you know and i i i always mention that you know you've been doing this i mean as long as i have right i mean pretty close and, yeah 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 and i mean at this point, like I said, my clinic, you know, we uh, MDs, nurse practitioners, RNs, I'm in there during the week. You know, I, I have patients that I see in clinic. I have patients that I, I do, you know, th these types of meetings with. And everybody kind of has their role. But I think that the, the, the confidence or boldness, I guess, maybe more specific is, you know, when I was talking to this endocrinologist, I'm thinking, the first thing that I'm thinking about when, when he starts talking to me, I'm like, this guy, it just felt like he wasn't confident in, in, in either in what he knew or confident in giving the recommendations. And I don't know why that is. I could be way off base. But mm -hmm. for me, if, if and you and I, if, if I'm sitting down with somebody or you're sitting down with somebody, and listen, obviously, I'm not for everybody, right? Not, 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 I'm not for everybody. We, we tell people all the time that, that maybe what's going on with them is beyond us or it's just not our wheelhouse. We do that all the time. But if there's a case where you know for sure if this person, if I take them under my wing and they fall through the recommendations, I, I know they're going to get better. And yeah, that, that, that should come out, right? So you know what? Absolutely, Mary, you know, Miss, Mrs. Smith, I, absolutely I can help you. And this is how we're going to do it. But yeah, I think that, but you made a good point there too. So I think that with, with the whole situation, um, you know, with healthcare. And I guess I, I tell you what, let's talk about that. I, I, let me just, let me switch gears for a second, Greg. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole COVID thing regarding specifically regarding metabolic health? Because and I'll, I'll say this first, when all this stuff first went down, you heard people like in, you know, in the community, the healthcare community saying things like, boy, man, being metabolically sick, is probably would probably make this thing worse, right? Or outcomes worse, at least anyway. And then as it progresses, you start seeing more and more of that. These, this, you know, this, this research and these papers are coming out talking about insulin resistance being yeah. low, you know, having low vitamin D levels. And now vitamin it's like D, we yeah. know that to be the case, right? So yeah. regarding COVID, what, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that as far as lifestyle stuff? Right. Well, candidly, um, I got to admit when this, I actually, this is, you're going to find this hilarious. I first learned about COVID 
from some guy that I follow on Twitter that is a crypto guy, okay? No His kidding. His name is Crypto Bitlord. He's an Australian dude, I think, or New Zealander. And he was in freaking Wuhan with his phone. I don't know why, like he, he heard about this thing. He flew there. Like it was like showing, this is back in January. You can go on his Twitter timeline and see like boots on the ground, video tweets in Wuhan um, of people getting temperature checked. And, and like, I mean, like, and, and I'm sitting here like, this is like a freaking, he's kind of a, jokester guy i'm like this is this is hilarious and then all of a sudden you start hearing like this like stuff going and then like I'm like what the heck right and i gotta admit when i first started hearing about it i i was i was kind of freaked out um in multiple ways uh, i was freaked out in the uh a not too much but a little bit about my i got young kids and it's just like you right. know i'm not like right. i wasn't necessarily worried about the fragility of that but it's just like you know you you, you have these moments of as a parent where you, 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 you look through everything through different lens. Right. And it's like, okay, like what's going to happen. And then I'm like, Holy crap, is society going to break down? Right, right. And I still, I still think that's possible. Right. I mean, yeah. we don't know what level of, of, of just crap is coming down the pipeline in, in, in that regard. Um, what maybe things are planned or whatever, but so I, I was a little freaked out. And then like, when the mainstream media started going hot and heavy on all these topics, actually, you know, they were trying to make it sound worse. It was almost like when they were not saying a whole lot, it was more scary. And then like when they started going heavy on this, I'm like, Oh, okay. I see what's happening here. Yes. Yes. And then, and then as you said, the papers about who is susceptible. Um, Cause I was like, I was, you know, the, the reason why I was freaked out is like, I'm like, man, is this like man-made bioengineered, you know? And, and you know, I'm, you know the rumor is that it is but like is this something that our bodies will have never seen before so because of that you know anyway so i don't want to go too much down that road but then it was like okay <clears throat> melatonin was one of the first things i read about and and the reason why children were um the theory was less susceptible because you know we, we decline in melatonin as, as we get older you're higher when you're younger right it's why like our kids can sleep you know 14 hours straight like in, in a, right. elephants could go through the room you know they would never wake up um, so melatonin was one of the first things that I, I kind of saw, you know, with that, uh, you know, vitamin C, right. And, and just yeah. that's, and that's long been known as a, as a, as an, you know, immune booster for, for various serious things beyond just like the cold, you know? Yes. Um, and then the, you know, the vitamin D has been really hot and heavy lately, which, you know, is something I know you and I have both preached from the day, you know, we graduated as far as being important, no matter what you have going on. Um, and so I don't know, man, I think, you know what, you know, you know what the COVID has really done for me is that it's com completely validated everything that we've been teaching people for 10 years, right? 12 years, 15 years. Yeah. And so you take COVID, you take cancer, you take diabetes, you take, you know, and obviously there's certain nuanced things that you do with that, but ultimately at the core, it all has the same tenets of stuff that you need to be doing. You need to have, you need to be metabolically fit. Um, you know, you need to have proper vitamin D, you know, which AKA sun exposure, um, right. You need to be sleeping and resting and recuperating, you know, all that stuff. And so like now, like, as we've kind of gone through this, it's almost like, okay, it's like, really it's, it's practitioners like us. It's like, it's, I think this is the greatest opportunity we've ever been given to step up and show the world like we know we know we not only know what we've been talking about we know what we've been talking about for as long as we've been talking about it right right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> so well you know yeah i mean and, and, and the way that i I'm, I'm as you're talking i'm thinking to myself this you know there's a lot of logic and common sense in this whole thing and i can i guess maybe share just a, a brief i guess like a snippet of, of my general thoughts on it but here's my thought on that specifically about being healthy in general who in the world would not think that being healthy would not improve health outcomes from something like this from, from a respiratory Correct. virus i mean yeah. why and that, that's kind of the thing like and i, I think i may have tweeted something the other day because people were talking about you know of course with vitamin d now you have some people that are saying well vitamin d supplementation probably isn't what it's all cracked up to be regarding covid but then i'm over here like well hold on a minute what about the sun though? It's different because the magic and <laughs> right. the, the sunlight 
making vitamin D is the process that, that, that goes along to make the vitamin D. It's not just the vitamin yeah. D. So, and, and, and again, a lot of this thing, and I'm, I find myself scratching my head sometimes with all the same, boy, a lot of this just seems like a lot of common sense to me. And, and, and for some odd reason in 2020, it's like all through our lives of, of humans, we understood that we live with risk, right? There's a yeah. risk driving to, to the clinic. I'm only four miles from my clinic, right? There's a risk yeah. what, in everything. We've been with viruses and this. All of a sudden in March Eating of your 2020. Steak. You know what I mean? You right. might choke on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now all of a sudden in March 2020, it's like, hold on a minute. Nobody's allowed to ever get sick of anything or die ever again. Yes. And I don't get it. And, and you know, people have asked me publicly, what do you, why do you think that that is? And I, you know, you know me well, I, and I tell people what, what, my, what my opinion is, and I, I feel like it from, from, from day one, I'll be honest with you, I felt how you felt about this whole thing probably for about seven and a half minutes. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and well, because I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's 2020. Everybody hates the guy that's in the White House. True. How do you, how do you, yep. how do you, you know, this is just my thought, you know, how do you, how do you, dump on a guy like that who's done so well for the nation in such yep. a short amount of time war and economic issues right and Correct. that's just my opinion right and i feel yeah, like yeah, no, i'm with you you know and i feel like it's been eight months right and for people that were calling me or people like how we think about this conspiracy theorists i'm thinking to myself we have more evidence that we were right in eight months that we were wrong you know what i mean yes but anyway Anyway, um, no, you, you know what, you know, what's uh, you know, what's crazy. I, two, two kind of thoughts and maybe we can run with this here, but yeah, I think that when you look at healthcare now, and like you said, these papers coming out and people post like how open source it is, right? Like you don't have, you, you literally could know darn near, at least academically as much as any doctor by just researching, right? As that, but like 50 years ago, that never would have been the case, right? Right. You, you would not have access to the libraries for the journals, all that kind of stuff to, to know the things that you can Google in four seconds now, right? And so I really think that the COVID more than anything, and let's, let's talk even aside from the fudging, the political oh. Aspects, right? I'll, I'll, let's take that aside. I think that what it's exposing is how archaic the model of healthcare is. Because I, here's if if medicine started like today, what October fifth, twenty twenty, like today was the first official day of what we would become mainstream medicine, and it was open source as it was. It would change literally by the day, right on the fly. Uh, you would have your the 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 residents, the doctors, the clinics would have it it's like, hey, there's this new information about vitamin D for COVID, so we're gonna immediately start doing all of our patients that come in that are at risk or not at risk, like right. It's it's such like caught with its pants down um, yeah. with this pandemic because there even despite these insulin resistance coming out, all these things, you're not seeing any whatsoever. <laughs> public other than people like us um, disseminating that information to the masses. And because here's the thing, I, I feel like I'm, I could be wrong, but I feel like if Anderson Cooper, C Como, all these people were lamb blasting these people on CNN, on TV every single day saying, Hey, insulin resistance is a real deal with this. You guys got to be exercising, go eat local. I feel like people more than ever would do it, right? If they're willing to put on a diaper on their face and, exactly. and with, with, with no sense whatsoever because they're just being pounded with it. I got to believe that a, a large chunk of people that have not taken their health seriously in those ways would be doing it because all I can look at is the evidence. And like, I go on a greenway by my house, like a little bike path, right? It's amazing. And like my new metric for how mucked up this world is right now is the percentage of people that are biking by themselves or walking or running by themselves wearing masks until I see that gone. Then I realize we're in a lot of trouble in terms of where we're at in society. That, that's my personal metric. It even, it goes even beyond the like 
riding in the car by yourself with a mask is like right. when you're exercising and getting and, and denying yourself from fresh air, right? Because you're that afraid of, you know, of the virus. So I think that the, 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 the mobility and agility of, of healthcare is being exposed, or the lack of, I should say, is being exposed right now in that even though this information, I mean, when, when is the world's institutions and brightest minds and the amount of capital that's gone into research has ever gone after one topic in health, right? And they're literally not changing any scripting or, or recommendations based on what's coming, what's literally pouring out of this geyser, right, of new information. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> that's true. I mean, you think of people, you know, they, they tell you to put a, a fishing gator around your, your nose and that's going to supposed to yeah. protect you from the most deadliest virus in history. Right. And, but in, like you said, if some of these people said, Hey, listen, by the way, everybody, you know, eat this way, or this is a good recommendation. I, like, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I ever thought about it that way, but I think that you make a great point. If they're going to put something like a useless mask on their face, they would probably listen to these guys and gals that are telling them to do that to, to, to take better care of themselves. And it um, wouldn't be new information. It would be, it would be probably going back and like, Oh yeah. Like I know I should probably eat a little bit better, but it would, it just, I, I think we personally, I, I completely underestimated the power, you know, like you, you watch these dystopian movies, right? Like uh, V for Vendetta. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't watched it, but I've heard about the, uh, what's the one with, uh, um, on uh, Showtime, the girl where like, like the, the nuns or whatever. Oh, what is it called? Um, anyways. Oh, I know, like these, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like anyway, so like the, this dystopian model where oh, in 1984, right. 1984. I mean, which was written 40 years ago, you know, right. um, and you look and you and it's kind of like you watch like D for Vendetta. Actually, I was because I was going to watch it. It came out 15 years ago, right? It's like you kind of like I remember watching that. I was like in in undergrad, and it's like you kind of think like, oh, like that's crazy that like you know you know it's kind of a cool funky. But like man, we are so living in that stuff right now. And I've also had a realization um, over the weekend, and, and I, I was like, I used to one of the things I like to do a lot in high school was read uh, like World War II, you know, uh, novels and or not novels, but um, like history books. Yeah. And you look at, and you, and I, you always think about like, when you think about Nazi Germany and you're like, how did that happen? Like legit, how did tens of millions of people become okay with that? And as weird as that, this may sound, I feel like, in seeing what's happened over the last six months, I can get a glimpse into like, you could see how it's like boiling a frog, right? It's like yeah. they've little by little sort of turned up this intensity in this fear dial. And you could see where, okay, like again, putting it in context and it's like, okay, the, our economy is bad. You know, um, maybe it's the, the, the Jews faults, right? You know, right. and they start planting little seeds. And the next thing you know, it's like, turning in, right? And you're seeing that even a little bit now. It's like businesses are being outed on Facebook for not having this mask policy, right? And it's like, you could see where if this continually was dialed up over 10 years, right? Because it took, you know, about 10 years of Hitler to get right. to kind of that full power, right? When he was, you know, land blasting through Europe. It's like, holy crap, holy where this could get there, like if it does not stop, right? And it sounds so strange coming out of my mouth because I haven't said it out loud. It's more been thoughts in my head, but like, do you agree with me where you could just see where if this does not deescalate at some point, we could be yeah. like, you, people like you and I and our families could be, it's like not that crazy that we'd be getting rounded up or, you know, isolated or whatever. 100% man. And, and I, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've been, I've had conversations with people again, publicly. I've said these things on social media. I've, I've talked to, you know, my staff, family members. And I've, I've said this from the very beginning. And again, I want to make sure that I put this out there first, because people have given me a hard time on Twitter. They're saying, Oh, you know, well, you, you know, you say these things because you're trying to, you know, you just want to be right. Or you're just trying to be right. Or you're trying to gain followers. And the first thing I'm thinking to myself is, do you read my tweets? It's all, it's like people, you're probably unlikely to follow me from what correct. From what yeah. Yes. You, you yes, know what I mean? Yes, yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, who in the hell wants to be right about that, right? Exactly. And I remember I have a conversation. Now here's, here's an example. Here's a perfect example. Months and months ago, 
before they started uses started to fear monger with cases. Yep. I remember I was on this long thread or conversation on Twitter and people were like, we need more testing. We need more testing. And I would say, well, why do you, why do you want more testing? And they were because more testing would drive the death rate slower. I'm like, well, they're already less than 1%. You want it to be zero. First right. of all, and I said, second of all, what's going to happen is they're going to start using cases instead of deaths to fear monger. And that's what started happening. Now, again, I'm not, I don't have some sixth sense. Or I'm not that smart. I'm just saying that I personally have, have, have always viewed this from day, I'm telling you, from pretty much immediately, I've always thought that this has been a political thing. So yeah. I've always viewed, viewed it in that sense. So for me saying, well, this is going to be their next move, just seemed like the natural order of things, because if it's a political thing, that's an easy thing. They're going, you know, that's, how right. can you not right. see that? And, and this is what I don't understand now. We've had, what is it, seven, eight months of, of this going on. And, and what, I, what, I, what, I, what I often wonder is, what is it that, that people are waiting for? I, I have a, uh, a family, I tweeted this, Greg. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it. the all clear sign, you mean? Like, is there like, yeah. oh, it's all clear. I, ha I, have a, I have a relative who <clears throat> said that she won't see anybody unless they've, they've, they've taken the jab. And I said, what? <laughs> I guess I won't be seeing you anymore then. I know, you know right? I mean? and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, in my mind, what are you waiting for? No, I didn't have a conversation with her. I heard this secondhand. My mother told me this. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, what, in the, what are they waiting for? Or, or what sign are they? Or, is it a vaccine? Well, what happens if there isn't one, right? right? There has never been a successful vaccine for any COVID ever. Nothing. Correct. So what if there isn't? Okay, well, then what if there, let's, let's say that there is. If you get the jab and you get sick from it, is there going to be a vaccine for the vaccine? You know what I mean? Like this is like, <laughs> right. these are, like these are questions that- What is the end want. game? Yeah, what's the end game? And you know what's funny is nobody ever has an answer. It's like they're waiting. They don't, they don't know. My mother, real quick here. Then when do you get to take the mask off, right? Yeah. When yeah. do you take the mask off? My mother was having a conversation with her. She came up to my, one of my boys' soccer game last week. And um, she was saying, well, you know, you have to pray about it. You have to trust God. I'm like, hey, listen, I, I'm with you 100%. But- we have to, we have to do, we have to stand up for what's right. Yes. And I'm not saying that, that, I'm not saying that means taking up arms. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that you voice, if, if, if you have a platform, if you have a voice, you use it. Um, I watched a very interesting video of, of a guy I like to watch. I'll, I will, I'll leave his name out. But um, <clears throat> he was saying, he went on this rant about, about all this stuff. And this was a couple of months ago. And he was talking about, I'll tell you what, I have a very big problem at the beginning of all this that so many churches shut down. Yeah. And it really, really kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And anyway, this guy was talking about that situation. He said, you know, when people were talking about, oh, you know, we have to just love everybody and, and this and that stuff. And he, and he said his words, he's like, spare me the agape love, right? There is a time and a place. Jesus flipped some tables, right? And, and, yeah. and I'm not saying, you know, but when my, my point is, there are a lot of people out there that are, that are voicing their opinion. You know, there are people out there and they're, they're peacefully protesting and they're, you know, doing, they're practicing and, and exercising their, their First Amendment rights. But um, yeah, man, I, I can never get an answer from anybody yeah. when I ask them that question. What do you, do you have any experience like that with, with like, you know, uh, loved ones, friends, relatives or anything? Um, not not directly. Um, I've, I've had like, you know, my, my mother-in-law, like her entire social network has just de deteriorated, um, because, because of COVID. And so there, she's in Canada, right. Which is a whole nother mm -hmm. like level of craziness. Um, there's been three deaths. Uh, I, I may misquote this, but either way, it's a minute, like I'm, it's three, five, six, three deaths. Uh, in Manitoba, which is like a province, right? Like there's probably almost 2 million people that live in the province. It's not huge because, you know, Canada is just so spread out. But anyways, millions of people, three deaths. And like the city went like full on, like, like it hadn't been like this, but because of three deaths, mask everywhere. Like, I mean, we're largely many places in the United States have been for a little while, but like they weren't there, but it was three deaths that triggered this. 
and I'm like, I'm like this, I can't even, like, there's no words to say about that. Right. Um, you know, and, and the thing with the vaccine thing too, which is, which is what's so interesting is even in looking at the mainstreams media's uh, sort of reporting on uh, the vaccine, like I read uh, a, a, a headline, um, you know, today for it. And it said basically um, like, Hey, by the way, even if the vaccine comes out, like don't ex expect it to be a magic bullet for the pandemic. And so, you know, they're, they're lamb. It's, uh, you probably know this, but they have literally labeled as operation warp speed. Did you know that? That's the official no, governmental title, <laughs> the warp speed of, so for, for Fauci uh, and all the, you know, the, like from what I've read, uh, United States, Europe, China, um, since uh, what was the last uh, COVID outbreak? Um, 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 SARS, Spain? right? SARS. Oh, SARS, 2009. SARS, maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they, they put these huge, like, I mean, literally the weights of entire countries behind trying to develop a coronavirus vaccine. And like, as you said, they have not been able to successfully develop one. And so this whole, yeah, I think even the vaccine thing is politically, you know, derived and, you know, any, you know, anyways, but you, you read some of the reasons why these vaccines never came to like even the human trials and it will, you want to talk about scary, right? Yeah. Like I know the one that I read where it only made it to the ferret model and like they did, you know, like, I don't know, you probably read this, but the, the ferrets developed the antibodies, but it, the minute they were exposed to the wild type virus, they all died. Every single one of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Right. You know, and, and, and on, on to, well, excuse me, to your point, I saw something today that said, I, I again, I, I'm pretty sure that this was the, the numbers. 70,000, I think they, they've tested 70,000 college students, three hospitalizations, zero deaths. Right. And, you know, like I said, if, 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 you, if, if you sit down with somebody or you try to have an honest conversation with somebody and leave feelings out of it, yeah, it's, it seems like if you're asking these questions, well, what are you waiting for? Or, you know, what, these, these, these rags that people are putting on your faces. Well, how come you're not walking around with an N100 or a PAPR respirator? You know, the, 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 the mask that worked, nobody wears. Right. And if you ask these questions to people, nobody has an answer. What it ultimately comes no, down no, to no, is... No, no, I don't want to interrupt, but they do have an answer. And you can finish their sentences, though, because they just regurgitate the narrative, right? Like, you ask the person, they say, you'll say, they say... Oh, I don't wear this for me. And it's like, you just finish their sentence and they say, I wear it for everyone else. It's like, you can, you can finish the narrative for them. Right. And so, and, right. and at that point, if they answer that way, I, I don't fault them. I do my best not to, you know, judge them because I, I just, I realize that they have been sucked into it and it's, you know, maybe I've been sucked into things that I was sort of clueless to before, right? And that's, that's you know, we're, we've, I'm sure we've all been there, but it, it's just, you, you can't, logic has, has, has left our planet. That's my point, right? Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, when it's all said and done, that's kind of, that's, that's exactly at the foundation of all this. And what's, what's very interesting is we have recent history with this too, 2009, I shared something just a couple hours ago on Twitter, um, I, either 2007 or 2009, um, H1N1, 2009, I believe, where the CDC told states to stop testing because they were freaking everybody the heck out. You know, this yeah. PCR testing that, you know, right. is being used is, is look, looking at RNA fragments and you can show positive up to three months after exposure. I'm thinking Correct. myself. Correct. What, yeah. what, so you know, it's, it's like you, you want, you, you want to, you want to hear, somebody that you know on some sort of platform use some sort of common sense and logic and even if people and i think that people missed the point about masks too and you know here's my take on it even if they did work so what right it's they're unconstitutional you can't mandate me to put something over my face and even if they did work so what Right. Wear one. You know what I mean? It's, that's kind of like my point about that. But I, I think too, though, Greg, like, you know, the idea of um, with healthcare right, or in general, 
we have this we have this idea, and I think when you had mentioned this before, I think a lot of the the, the operation and all, and a lot of these things, whether it's with COVID or anything else, is that there's an that this it's it's understood at least in some ways that the body is greatly flawed, and we need to rely on external factors or more medication. Yep. And what I do see a lot of some people who I consider to be very very smart people, people that I follow on social media. It's like they do everything in their power to disregard anything that has to do with lifestyle, right? Right. Yep. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Low carbon berberine isn't good enough. You have to take, <laughs> right. metformin. you know, you, you have to take, yeah, met, yeah, it has yeah. to be metformin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I mean, I took metformin for a little bit. It was more of like a little personal experience thing, uh -huh. but it's, it's, I think the whole entire model was flawed, right? And I think that, you know, you and I know this well, I think that health is just as much of a philosophy as, as it is a science and yep. having, have, you know, having, having an understanding that it's more about getting out of, out of the way than it is adding or, yep. or anything else. You know what I mean? Totally. And you know, what's, what's so interesting to, to, to show how political this is, you know, in this whole, you know, it's thing about like hydroxychloroquine was going around, right? And it's like all of a sudden, it was what was interesting for me was seeing so many people that like felt like they had to defend the president or whoever about this medication. And I'm like, I'm like sitting here, but I'm like, you've always like since when are you like pro any medication, right? It's like, I mean, right. if I got COVID, it's not like I'm gonna go ask for hydroxychloroquine personally right and so it's amazing it's just it just kind of shows even how like as you said it's 2020 it's a political year it's like it's even like if you'd say on the conservative side it's been sort of this like people are also like not wearing a mask just because to not wear a mask but they've never really actually researched like well i know i don't think they work right you know so i think like both sides are really un guilty of like this kind of craziness right it'd be you know you, you know what i'm saying right it's like people yes. like some people are like not wearing a mask just because like trump wasn't wearing a mask and it's right, like well right. and they say well masks are dumb it's like well in the same way people that are wearing a mask haven't researched that they're worthless, you haven't had people that are not wearing masks that have researched that they're worthless. So they're still like ultimately following a narrative. It's just a different, like right. a slightly different narrative. And it's still kind of the same problem, right? When it comes right. down to it. For sure. um, even, if they're, even if they're inherently correct, but they're not correct because they came to that conclusion on their own, right? Right. right. It just kind of shows how how she, how sheepish we are. Right. And how much of, how much of a sheeple our our society really has <laughs> become sure. like, like, so my, my, I was talking to my father-in-law uh, yesterday and uh, again, he was in, in Manitoba and they were talking about like, they had a rally and like a hundred, like for freedom, you know, right. And they had like 150 people showed up. Right. And like, so she, you know, she was like, granted, you know, Berlin is a different population density than Winnipeg, Manitoba. But she's like, where are the freaking million people showing up, you know, pro, like, like there is in other, these other countries protesting the, the craziness that's going on. And it's like, I mean, yeah, there's handfuls here and there, but I'm like, if, if like, as you said, if you have a platform and your platform form might be your small group at church, right? right? It might be <laughs> the, the lady to your left and your right working the cashier, you know, at, at, at you know, the, 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 the tills, right. You know, that, that, that might be your platform. It's like, man, if we don't start speaking up, we are, are, we're going to get steamrolled. Yeah. And then we're going to be sitting here one, five, 10 years from now saying, Oh my gosh, this world is so awful to live in. But it's like, I'd rather get to that place and know that I did everything and said everything I could. And like, I'd rather go down with the ships yelling and screaming versus go down with the ship. And I'm like, man, I should have said something more, you know, 100%. and that's well, where I know, got to. Cause I was kind of dormant and I'm like, all right, game on, you know, like this is yeah. enough. Yeah. And that's the thing too, right. You know, and, and you had mentioned, you know, the, the boiling frog um, analogy and that's perfect. And I, I think of it this way, imagine in March, if whoever the powers that be <laughs> came out and said in March, the beginning of all this, and they said, Hey yeah, everybody, yeah. here's the deal. There's this thing it's called COVID-19. And uh, what we're going to do is just so everybody knows for the next eight months, we're shutting down the economy. We're going to throw a rag over your face. You're not going to be able to, we're going to shut down your business. You're not going to be able to see your family. That's the way it's going to be. 
no yep. school. If they would have told us that up front, nobody would have been okay with it. Agreed. But the fact, like you said, they do it slowly and it's just like, oh, well, it's, it's for the greater good. I, this, this is something that, that also is cringe is the whole, if it just saves one life thing. Right, like, right, that, right, right. You know, virtue signaling has no room in, in, in this, you know, in this world, in my opinion. You know what I mean? You, yes. you, can, you can have a conversation with that, but, you know, and again, everything from, from that, you know, rhetoric to, you know, your, your metabolic health has nothing to do with anything. You know, you're at the mercy of, of drugs. That's your only hope. And it's, look, it, every, I don't watch the news, bro, but I, I am on Twitter and, you know, I, I, I see people share articles. And so I'm essentially getting the news, but just getting it on Twitter, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm with um, you. It's nothing but, it's nothing but fear mongering, man. It's like hopelessness. I'm like, where, you know, I'm constantly speaking hope to people. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 you know, I talk, I talk trash, but you know me, right? Like how I talk on Twitter is, is me, you know? Um, and, and I just don't understand how I was having a conversation with my office manager uh, tonight before I left the clinic. I said, I don't know how people can want things to be worse than they actually are. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that I don't get, you know, You're when right. you start seeing, you, you, it's weird, right? It's, it's, but I think it goes back to like the political aspect. It's like, they almost think that, well, they got to make it bad so that the, the big bad man in the white house for sure doesn't get elected. And then, and then we'll make things, all things better again. Yeah. But no, you're right. But it's, it's crazy how like they want the the ship to go down that they're on board, they're on board with, right. They're on board of that ship. They want to like go down in order to like take down one person right right yeah and i i think that's what they think i mean i think to some degree and it's probably subconscious right but it's like it's like yeah i know it's weird it's it's very it's very it's very weird um uh, you know i for for me i think like i i said this to a patient today like the last you know eight months here gosh it feels like eight years but or eight, right. eight decades or maybe it's like eight weeks it's like time has like been so it feels like long and short at the same time. I'm like, I feel like the last, that this time period has been the greatest observational study of human psychology yeah. ever, but I haven't learned anything because it, it doesn't make sense. That's, the, I, that's like, I, I haven't, I, I can't put my finger on any type of lessons that I've learned from it other than like, I'm just like, I, other than the thing, I, I can't believe like this is where we're at right now. Right. Have you had any, um, yeah, I know, dude. And I, I seriously, like, I have these questions in my head and they seem like they're very simple questions and I, I, I can't get answers for them. But um, I'll share this with you that, I'll, that I, wanna, I want your opinion on, you know, kind of with like, I guess, your, your family and situations. So my family, for the most part, people I'm close to pretty much line up with how I think. And at the beginning of all this, you know, my mother list, you know, my family's all still here, right? Um, I see my sister and her and her her family often. I see my mother often. And uh, when this all first went down, my uh, my mother more so than than my sister was a little bit kind of freaked out about it. Which again, I'm not, I don't blame I'm not blaming people. Sure. Yeah. At least in the first couple of months. Okay. Eight months yeah, yeah, later. Yeah, right, now, right. 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 But anyway, so my sister lives. My mother lives in Pittsburgh. My sister lives about 25 minutes south of her. I live 25 minutes north of her. So what my mother did, you know, my boy, my sister has three kids. My mother was going down on my sister's, peering through my sister's front door, waving at her, at her grandkids. Yeah. Then driving up to my place, peering through my front door, waving to my son. And my son's like, what, you know, what's, what's Nunny? Why can't Nunny come in? You know what I mean? Ask, right, 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 you know, right, right. So, so anyway, I had a conversation. I, I called my mother and I said, I'm getting Natalie on the phone, my sister, Natalie. I said, I'm getting her on the phone. We're going to talk about this. This was about a month in. And I said, I put it all on the line for these guys. It's like I said, this was only about a month in. And I said, listen, more so for my mother again. I said, look, I get it. But if you are, are afraid, legitimately afraid, I understand. But there's not going to be any more of this coming up here, peering through my front door. And seeing your and seeing your grandson, yeah. I said, whenever you're ready to see us normal, yep. let me know. Like, let's not but be weird about it. Let's not be weird about it, right? And so, yeah. and so we had this hour long conversation. Everybody agreed. From that point on, we're like, 
we're going to go about business like business as usual. We've been seeing each other. We've been hanging out at each other's places. And that's what we've been doing. And I think that I, I've been saying this for a long time. For the people out there that are saying, oh, well, you know, we have to do this up, to, up until this long or whatever, this person. This ends, what's really crazy to me, Greg, is that this can end tomorrow if everybody said, I'm done. Correct. I'm taking the mask off. I'm opening back up. What are they going to do? Fine. They can't find everybody throwing everybody in jail. Correct. I, I, think it's, I think that it's very, that it's, that it's kind of an odd thing that people don't realize we're in charge, right? Yeah. We yeah. are in charge. And, and it's just kind of like this odd thing that people don't get that. Well, have it's, you had any, any, well like it's going you? back to what, to link that. It's like, it goes back to, uh, I think it's a line from V for Vendetta actually, where it's like, governments exist and i may i'm going to paraphrase this but governments exist be, like that they should be fearing people not that people should be fearing their government right? right um and government you know is more kind of i think local in this in this context right where you're like you're afraid your sheriff's going to show up and throw you in jail because you weren't wearing the mask at your kid's soccer game or whatever but uh, for me when i like my my grandmother is like 80 seven, eight years old. And I remember this is probably like five months ago. And uh, some of her siblings, right? So like my aunts and uncles were like freaking out when she went out and had, you know, coffee like she has done for 50 plus years with her friends. And, and she made the comment, she's like, I'd, I'd rather die than not live my life and see my friends. And I'm like, way to go freaking grandma. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe it's easy to say when you're 88 years old and you've lived a good life. But I, I still think like that mentality is like why I am not worried about her kicking the bucket during COVID. I'm like, because why? Because she's it's like the virus stops when you stop believing that <laughs> it, it's the boogeyman, you know? Right. And right. Uh, anyways, I <clears throat> it's thankfully my family has, you know, what? Well, as you know, on one side of my family, <laughs> they're a hundred percent or near a hundred percent chiropractors, you know, midwives and, you know, yeah. like, like right all born at home. So they, they weren't drinking this Kool-Aid from, from day one. Right. right? And they've been, right, right. they've been the one leading, like my father-in-law has been like the guy leading the protest in Winnipeg Manitoba. He's been like interviewed, like he's the guy like in that province for, for staging these, you know, for, for organizing these protests. Like that's my father-in-law, my wife's right. dad. Right. Um, so like, that's the one side of the family, the other side of the family, like my, my close, like my sister's a chiropractor too. And so she's the Adam, you know, like, like we've done enough in, you know, like, and so my parents have been, you know, fine with it. But I, I tell you what though, my heart has broken. Like my, one of my, one of my employees, her family, and they've, they've since lightened up as I think, you know, but there was like a good four or five month period where like she, they're, they're, they wouldn't see, she wouldn't get to see her grandkids. And I'm like, you know, like this is what this woman lives for. She doesn't live to like come to my office and work or she lives to like be engaged with their grandkids. And I'm like, man, I, I, my heart broke for her during that period where she like, she couldn't, she couldn't live out her identity and her purpose because of just this, this garbage. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know what I also I find odd too is that um, pe people, the, the, how, how their, their mindset shifted. I, I'll give you an example. I have a patient who she works at a, at a retirement home in the area and she herself is probably in her 60s. And a few months ago, I remember she came in and she said, I'm happy to say that we have had no, none of our residents die of, of COVID. In the same breath, she says, but we did have seven die this, this month of pneumonia. And I'm thinking to myself, so death is okay as long it's as it's not from not COVID. Yeah. You, you know, and I thought to myself, boy, that was probably one of the oddest things I've heard through, mm. through all of this. But then again, you know, anyway, I, I don't know, man. It's just, no, 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 it's you're just, right. It's like, it's like, oh, like I had uh, one of my cousins died of COVID. It's, it's so sad. And. And yet it's like the same patient told me that the year before that four of her sisters died of what was ultimately a, a variation of metabolic disease. But like, that's not as trap. It's like, it's, it's, it's very strange how we've been trained to sort of like have this, um, 
almost like, you know, <laughs> it's like you have to light a candle every time you hear about someone dying of COVID. And it's like, oh, listen, I mean, you and I, especially like people, like, I mean, like you said, we talk hope all day long. I mean, I, I consider life to be the most, you know, sacred thing by far. But that doesn't mean that, like, you know, meaning like we speak life into people. We physically help people have more life in their bodies, right? Spiritually, right. even. I mean, I'm sure, like, the same as you, you have more, yeah. you feel like you do more spiritual healing on certain days in the clinic than physical. Right. And it's right. like, but it's like, it's almost and it's like, if I, I'm not wearing a mask and therefore you think you do your virtuous signaling that I want someone to die because I'm not, like, you don't know who you're ultimately talking to. It's like, I've created more life in this world than darn near the vast majority of people on this planet, you know? Right. But right. it's not good yeah, enough. No doubt. I'm not wearing a mask, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's, that's, that's true. You know what I mean? And um, I, like I said, it's just this weird dynamic. And my, so my, you mentioned your grandmother, my, I have a one grandparent still alive. She's 90. And, um, you know, she has, I think I'm the oldest of I'm, you know, six grandkids. She has 12 or 13 great grandkids. And, uh, you know, she, that's all she cares about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so that's, and you're right about that too. It's like, when you hear people say, oh, well, you know, you're killing granny. Anybody who says that is not a grandmother. You, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I just, I, one of the things I pray for of, of all this, Greg, is, is not just, um, you know, it's not just obviously for, for health and healing of people. And it's not just for COVID it's for everything. You know what I mean? Obviously yeah. it's, it's not going to be like everybody lives to be 119 and a half years old and just goes to sleep one night. I know that's not how that works, but it's, it's more for, um, you know, for people have scales on their eyes, right? They have yeah. scales on their eyes. And I just pray that they, they rip them off, you know, yeah. um, because it's, it's some severe brainwashing going on. And it really is sad to see, but um, I guess we just got to keep, you know, we, we got to do our part. You know, you, you obviously pray about these things and you know you yeah. do your part, but you know, you, you got to stand up for what's right as well. I'll, but, I'll um, say this and you yeah. know, as we, I think we wrap up, but um, you know, one of the, and I know, I know you remember this, but one of the things that we say to uh, a line in, in my doctor's report, I still do that and I still love it. Beautiful, um, beautiful. But um you know, uh, I say, so I say this to all of our new patients that come in and I, I, I say it, it's exactly how I say it. You know, if we've learned anything from COVID is that we are as a society, a city, a state, a world willing to go to extreme lengths, right? To run, hide, keep away, prevent, you know, COVID. And my number one prayer is that we can even take a fraction of that same level of intensity and intentionality and actually put it towards prevention and building health. Like that, that's, where I, that's where I'm at, you know, right, right now. And that's like my specific prayer is that it's almost like I hope that the, the as you said, the, you know, the powers or however you phrase it before, it's like, I hope they almost like keep trying to dig themselves deeper into this it's like almost like and and like they're trying to dig their way out of a hole if you will and that eventually it's like it reaches this this point of common sense and i and trust me i would have thought we would have hit it six months ago but this common sense point of critical mass where all of a sudden a tipping point of people wake up and they're like is this really what we've been doing for the last 14 months or however long it's going to take. Is this really how we, do we really just roll over and let this happen and like be okay with this for 18 months. Right. And that there, it could be the greatest, you know, you know, like I think awakening of the, the, that there's a totally different way of like healthcare and just living your life um, by it going as far in one direction as it can. And hopefully this creates this almost like rubber band slingshot where it right. flies back the other way. That's, that's my other prayer is that kind of putting those two things together, you know, for sure. No doubt about it, man. Yeah, dude, that's great stuff. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I know we, we didn't get too much of nuts and bolts as far as health stuff goes, but I'll make sure I get you, I, we'll, we'll get you back to this. And I had fun doing this, man. I mean, yeah. look, you know, this is just, like I said, this is just two friends chatting about life and, and, and stuff we love to do. And that's, listen, it's, it's going on in the world today, man. It's, it's, and we're trying, we're trying to, uh, you know, do the right thing. But um, before um, we go, Greg, let everybody know where they can find you some information that you don't mind sure. sharing. And then also too, before uh don't, don't uh, hang up all the way. I'll, ch I'll chat with you after. Uh, sure. 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 
Yeah, I mean, I so I'm in I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I mean, I'm like you. I do some virtual stuff, and you know, as we as we say, we really didn't get to talk about you know a whole lot, but th that's okay. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I actually hope that this gives some conversation pieces for you know, me too. The grandma that stumbles across this on Twitter, or the 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 grocery worker, or the school teacher, where it gets them to at least start asking you know better questions, and I think you know. It, it's clear to see who is asking questions right now in society versus who is just taking the answers. Right. And I think that like, that's something that I think you and I would say is, is one of the, the best things to, to, you know, we, and we started off with this way, right. Of like, you know, mastering it and becoming great at what you do is like, you always ask the question, like, you know, what's next and what's the truth here? What's not the truth. And, and how do we go for there? So uh, I'm on, I, I, uh, Facebook is probably the best way to find me. If you just search, you know, Dr. Greg Barnes on there, um, that that's the best way to find me. I do, I do most of my like clinical posting, I think, if you will, on Facebook, that's kind of more my, my, you know, demographic, um, you know, for that too. But um, yeah, man, I, I, like I said, full circle, this was so, so fun to be on with. So it was really a yeah, privilege. I'm, I'm glad that you came. I really appreciate you. So guys, listen, um, Dr. Greg Barnes, thank you so much, my friend. Everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Greg, hang on for a second, buddy.